welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. And this week is no exception to the rule. A lot of things have been sticking. A lot of things have been falling away. But I'm truly blessed to be back and be able to share with you and share what God has revealed to me. So I took a little time off and I'm slowly getting back into the hang of things. But I am truly grateful to share this amazing episode with you in regards to what God is telling me about what it means to be spiritually locked down, but still active in doing what God has called us to do. So without further ado, I give you the lockdown. Okay, so we are getting ready to start our next uh, fast and Bible study, and it is called The Lockdown. And as I was preparing for it, there's this one scripture that stood out to me, and it was Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25. And it says, may the bolts of your gates be of iron and bronze. May you be secure all your days. And of course, uh, we want to be secure. We want all of these things. But as I was doing my my research and I was digging in and in the, the study, we're talking about what happens when God locks us down. When he puts us on a spiritual lockdown, he says, you can't go anywhere. You can't move. You can't do anything because this is the time I need to talk to you and spend some time alone with you. Well, what do we do? Um, we have to be secure in knowing that whatever he's doing in this season is for our best and, and the best thing for us, right? So I decided I wanted to dig deeper into this uh, word and I wanted to see what God was actually trying to say in this situation. So I pulled it up and I actually did some research and I found out this this is the time where Moses is about to transition. He's about to pass away and move on. And he is blessing each one of the tribes. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. This is a blessing that he has spoken over the tribe of Asher specifically. Um, and I'm going to read the whole bl- blessing and then I'll kind of talk about what I noticed and what I found out and then we'll kind of move from there. So it says, Moses said this about the tribe of Asher. May Asher be blessed above other sons. May he be esteemed by his brothers. May he bathe his feet in olive oil. May the bolts of your gates be of iron and bronze and may you be secure all your days. So First of all, that was a New Living Translation. And as you know, I read the King James first, and then I'll go to other versions as I feel led to. Um, So I stayed here in the New Living Translation, and that has been perfectly fine for me. If you would like to go back, you always know that I say go back to the beginning before you move on to other translations. With that being said, I wanted to look into the tribe of Asher. And the first thing I noticed... (laughs) before I even started to dig deep, was that it said that Asher was the last to be blessed by Moses and the last tribe to be given their allotment. And I really feel like I'm kind of in this season where I feel like I'm always last. Like everybody's getting all this stuff. Everything's perfect in everybody else's life. And I'm just stuck with whatever's left over. And I get... I get a little upset. I've said this to multiple people. There are a lot of times where we feel like we're an afterthought, right? We feel like, oh, I forgot about so-and-so. Let me give her something, right? And, you know, I kind of got that idea of everything when it said that the tribe of Asher's territory that they were allotted 
isn't really set in stone. Nobody can figure out what it is. A lot of people say that it's possibly fragmented and it was broken apart and people kind of just settled where there was leftovers. So we know that they settled in the northern region, that we know that they were close to the ocean and the sea. So we do know that they had an area, but there was no set boundary in their life. So I, I took that and in, in applied it to my own life. And I realized that there are a lot of times where I'm operating boundaryless. I'm operating fluidly, right? And because I'm operating without boundaries or because boundaries fragment my life, I make myself vulnerable. And what I learned about the tribe of Asher is the same thing, that because a lot of the roadways where they were settled ran directly through their territory, they were awful often vulnerable to attack. The irony is that they were often said to be one of the most fertile tribes. Like they they had great sons, they had all these wonderful things, but they were almost always vulnerable to attack. So I took that in my own life to say, Amanda, there are times where I allow myself to be vulnerable despite my ability to produce because I don't create healthy boundaries and I fragment my time. I promise myself to different places. I put myself in different situations. And as you know, you can apply things differently. So don't take my application as the only application in this situation. But the more I learn about Asher, the more I understood and kind of connect with the tribe of Asher. Um, They're the eighth son, or Asher was the eighth son to Jacob. And we know that the number eight often means new beginnings. And Asher itself actually means happiness and prosperous. Um, But the irony is a lot of uh, commentaries and a lot of research says that the tribe of Asher was distant often and aloof. They came when it was time for them to fight. When when David called all the tribes in, you know, Asher had the most. They actually played the largest role. That tribe played the largest role in David's army. However, when Deborah kind of got at them a little bit because they didn't jump into another battle. So... The cool thing about Asher is they knew when to jump in and they knew when to jump out of things. And I think for me, I'm still learning my transition. I'm learning how to jump in and out. I'm learning how to to move and transition and grow as a person who loves God, who loves Christ and wants to share with people. So I wanted to go back and I wanted to look at the person, Asher, and and see what identity he created for his tribe. Because we know that whoever you come from, they create a generational lineage of identity, right? So I came from my parents and I know that because my parents have these qualities, I'm more likely to have them. So I wanted to see what Asher's qualities were like. And there's not really much said about him other than the fact that Joseph actually snitched on him and his brothers. So Asher was complicit in a lot of things, but not he didn't speak out often. Um, Jewish texts say that Asher did speak out once when his brother had some infidelity. He did some things that he wasn't supposed to do. He spoke out and his brothers actually chastised him for it, which would make sense as to why Moses 
was like, you're going to be blessed above your brothers because he held his brothers to a different standard than they did because the other brothers were kind of like, stay out of his business. But the reality is he held people accountable, but he dealt with his own oppression and he dealt with his own issues because he was still held accountable for being in association with people. He was still in the group of brothers that convicted um, Joseph. And he was still in the group of brothers that had to deal with the famine and go back and bow before him. So there is still this this idea of I'm complicit. I do what I'm told to do. And sometimes his complicit nature gets him in positions that he shouldn't be in. And I think we all get to the point where we are inadvertently complicit in some things that we shouldn't be a part of. So I was trying to figure out, okay, God, what are you trying to say to me? Where do you want me to go? And I was like, okay, well, why would he be a complicit child? Why would he just try to, you know, do what he's supposed to do, not get in any trouble? Well, he was not the son of Leah. He was the son of Leah's maid. He he wasn't even the son of a wife. He was he was the maid's son. So when we realize that he is what we would, you know, in our days say, oh, he's the the other child, you know, the the outside of the main purpose of that um, lineage. Now we know that in that time that was okay, but the reality is I can imagine being a child looking like, oh, there's this perfect child. Oh, there's this perfect child. And the reality is I feel like that a lot of times, like there's so many people who who came from the same line as me, but they had different opportunities, right? They had different different ways to get things they they had people who were looking out for them and there were a lot of times where I was just like on my own trying to figure it out right and I tried to blame people for what I was dealing with or I tried to blame people for the fact that I didn't have access to those things and it's not their fault and it's not my fault it's it's just how things happen so this idea of I need to forgive myself for holding on to expectations for myself that I shouldn't have. I had to forgive other people for not being what I expected them to be for me. I had to forgive other people for uh, speaking negatively towards me and not giving me the the voice that I thought I should have. Because honestly, I, I shouldn't have felt that way. That was selfish. And I don't need to walk through my life feeling like I should have had more because I'm not worthy of anything. And when we kind of step back and say we're not worthy of those things, things get a little bit easier. But the the main point that I got from this was actually from one specific line. So the line says in verse 24, actually, it says, May he bathe his feet in olive oil. Now we know when we think of olive oil, we think of, you know, the pulpit and there's that one big bottle of olive oil under there and, you know, put your hands on the forehead and the people fall out and that's the thing. But anytime that we see oil, it's associated with anointing, right? And the fact that his feet are being anointed and not his head, that means where he's walking, his journey, his destination, his future, his plans for his life, everything that he steps into is anointed. So when we say that 
we we want this this blessing of Asher on our life. We're we're saying, God, anoint my feet that I may walk into everything in the way that you wanted me to. Now, what I did learn about Asher and the tribe of Asher is that they were known for being traitors and having the best oil, the most oil. So were they distant and somewhat cut off from the other the tribes? Yes but they had more oil. So there are times in our lives where we're distant, where we're, we feel like we're cut off. We feel like we're in lockdown, right? We feel like we don't have enough, but the reality is we have enough. We have the oil. God has anointed us. We, we have a calling on our lives and we can't allow the fact that we got blessed last, that we've been given our allotment last, to deter us from fulfilling the plan that God has for us. Just because everybody else has their blessing doesn't mean ours isn't coming. Just because everybody is living together and they're doing these great things doesn't mean because you're over here and you're not in the place that you want to be, that you can't still do what God has for you to do. So I say all this to say that while you may not feel like you're the best of the best, while you may feel second best or like an afterthought in your life, you don't have to feel that way. That's a choice. And I ask that you choose to feel like you have a role. Like I said, Asher, the tribe of Asher played the largest role in David's army. So just because they were aloof and they were off in this season doesn't mean your season of being important, your season of significance isn't around the corner, but we have to take on and understand that we we got to wait our turn and we may not get everything we want first but that doesn't mean we're not going to get it so I say that you are blessed that you don't have any reason to be stressed and that everything that God has for you is coming to you right and it's coming to you in his way one description that I read about Asher was that he strove for the well-being of others he was honest single mind. He was single-minded and he was convicted and outspoken. So in this season, as you're trying to deal with the fact that mine's not here yet, what God promised me isn't here yet, what God said to me isn't here yet, just know that if you push through with a single mind, a focused mind on God, that you're honest with yourself and with the people around you. I struggle with honesty in myself, being true to who I am and be sharing that true me with other people because I'm afraid that they won't accept me, right? And as long as I'm striving for the well-being of others, that I'm allowing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to guide me. Because a lot of times we'll feel convicted, but won't do nothing about the conviction. We won't turn. Conviction is just the starting point. So the fact that you feel it is great. But what you do with the feeling is what transitions you to being obedient and, and living a righteous life. And being outspoken, being willing to say this isn't right. This isn't what God said. This this isn't how it's supposed to be. And being able to hold yourself and those around you accountable. And I'm going to say one more thing. I said that was my last thing. But if you research the tribe of Asher and you look at the different tribes when they were in that wilderness season, when they're wandering in the wilderness, if you look at the two senses, 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 don't, don't come for me. When you look at them, there was significant growth in the wilderness 
for the tribe of Asher. There was only one other tribe that grew more than they did. And the fact that the tribe of Asher grew in their wilderness season should be a sign to you that if God can grow you in the darkest places, what can he do with you when he delivers you into the promised land? Now, when they went into the promised land, they had more battles than they had ever fought. However, they were prepared because they had dealt with the the wilderness season. So allow your wilderness season to grow you. Allow that dark place, allow that place where you're just kind of roaming around trying to figure it out. And you're just like, man, I am too old to be still trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to still be trying to figure it out. It's okay to think you had it figured out and still be back here in the wilderness again. That happens. We have seasons. We go through phases and it's okay. So as the seasons change in your life and you see a shift and maybe this isn't for you, maybe you're doing well, just know that every good place that you're in is preparing you to go through the next season so that you can have joy, so that you can have that historical mindset knowing that God brought me through. I had this happy moment. I had this mountain moment. I can have another one. So continue to deal with your oppression knowing that God is about to deliver you out of that continue to deal with the opposition knowing that you may not be blessed first but you will be blessed continue to push forward knowing that you may not be given what God promised you first but you're still going to get it know that your vulnerability can open you up for attack so don't be afraid to close off the gates don't be afraid to to knock out some things and and put some lock some things away. It says, may the bolts of your gates be of iron and bronze and may you be secure all your days. And I pray that you are secure in knowing that God has won every battle for you, but it's okay to lock the gates, to close the doors, to step away from some things so that God can put you into the next season of your life. So I hope that this bless you. And I look forward to sharing and growing with you throughout this process. Okay, so I hope you were blessed by that. But most importantly, I hope something stuck with you today. I hope that you know that God loves you, that you are blessed, that you don't need to be stressed, and that you can have an amazing day today. Um, If you want to connect with me, you can always connect with me at Spiritual Sticky Notes on Instagram or Facebook, or you can find us on TikTok now. So please feel free to connect with us, help us to continue to get the word out that God loves us and that some things in the Bible are just sticky and that's okay. Have a great day and I'll be back soon.